Hello, 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 and welcome to Real Conversations. I hope all is well. I pray all is well. And if it is not, trust and believe that it can and it will get better. So we made it through another week, y'all. Today is Friday. I hope that you have some amazing stuff planned for you guys. Uh, Spending time with your family, friends, whatever it is. I hope you enjoy and be safe. So... I'm coming in with this message because this one, this one is, is, is for me is a bit controversial because I always try to think, no, I always think outside of the box and I don't, I know that I don't necessarily think like how everybody else is thinking, but I'm quite sure this message will resonate with someone. So, you know, I love listening to other people speak and I love listening to content and I love just getting different perspectives. And um, I was scrolling through TikTok today and I came across two messages, two different ladies at two different times. And it was like, well, okay. And something just hit my spirit. So the first lady, she was, you know, she came on and she was talking about how, um, you know, her mother had several kids and she was just always that kid, you know, always in trouble, you know, always asking questions. She wasn't afraid of her mother, very sassy, you know, that kind of thing. They, what they call it, the rebel child. You know, we all have that rebel child. And um, she went on to say that she is now a mother and, you know, she had to unlearn and relearn parenting because she realized that her mother was a lazy parent. She didn't go on to disrespect her mom or say anything really negative or, you know, really like, you know, throw her mother under the bus or bash her or anything like that. But she did say that um, her mom, you know, was basically, you know, telling her like, oh, you see, that's why your kid is bad. Now you get karma and it's payback because, you know, how you was when you was a kid and stuff like that. And so she went on to defend herself and she was like, no, you know. I, at first, I really thought that that was my karma, but I had to relearn and unlearn parenting because I realized that my mom was a lazy parent and she didn't parent me well. And I was like, okay, I, I, I like the perspective on it. And then the next lady um, that I came across, she was mentioning that a lot of people um, say, oh, you know, the parents nowadays want to be their kids' friends. They don't want to parent. They don't want to teach their kids anything. And she made some very good points. She was saying that the reason why a lot of parents are trying to be their kids' friends is because we're actually trying to build and have relationships with our children. We're teaching our kids how to communicate, how to talk about what's going on in their life, how to express their feelings and how to express those emotions. And we're unlearning all those childhood traumas and abuse tactics that was inflicted upon us by our parents. And she was like, you know, most of the time now, you know, a lot of people are doing the inner work. They're doing the healing. They are breaking these generational curses and they are now realizing how we grew up was trauma. We grew up in fear. And what she, when she was hitting some points, I was just listening to her and I'm like, you know what? It's the absolute truth because I mean, this is going to be a two part. So for me, I grew up, I was the only girl and I never had a close bond with my mom. Me and my mom, we were never close. 
you know, we didn't have that mother-daughter bond that I felt that we should have had. And we never agreed. I always say we were like oil and vinegar. Like I always felt like my mom resented me. And I'll talk about that later. And it was weird because I'm like, I'm her only girl. Like how, like we, we just don't click. Like, I don't get it. Like we were like completely like day and night, oil and vinegar, hot and cold. Like we just did not click. We were completely different. And I didn't resonate with, you know, I didn't feel that with her. And I love my mom. She's still here. I'll do anything for my mother. Don't, you know, don't get me wrong. However, my mother did not parent well. And that's because she couldn't because she was a narcissist. Well, she still is a narcissist, but she's gotten a lot better because she's older now. But she's a narcissist. And if you know anything about narcissism, and I did speak on this before in the podcast where I spoke about, you know, because she was a narcissist and because she was, is the way she is, you know, it, 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 there's no real emotion there. There's no real sense of love. There's no real sense of, oh, this is my daughter. It was like, okay, let me just do the, what I have to do for you. And that was it. It wasn't really like she wasn't invested in, in my schooling. She wasn't invested in the things that I was doing. She didn't really teach me how to do uh, female things. Um, it's like she resented me because I was younger in my youth and I was outspoken and I was that rebel child and I questioned things and she just didn't, I was very independent. I've always stood on my own. Like I, I was basically the polar opposite of her and we never got along. And I had to unlearn a lot of those things because I now have three daughters and I have a granddaughter and I'm, I talk to my daughters about everything. I've never really been one to hit my daughter. And I grew up in that era where this is what happens in this house. Don't say anything and whatever, whatever I'm the adult and you have no say, so you're a child, stay in a child's place. So you learn, you, you, you now live in fear because if you say you, you're, you're abused at home, either physically, verbally, mentally, spiritually, in some cases, and then it's like, if you go to school and you tell those people my business, when you get home, it's going to be problems or they put this fear in you. Like, oh, you can't, if you're going to go to, um, back in the, back in my day, it was, um, BCW, you know, it's like, oh, you're going to go to BCW or you're going to go and, and they're going to take you away. They're going to put you in the home and it's going to be worse and they're going to abuse you. So you, you're in fear. As a kid, so you lose your voice, so you sit and you tolerate the abuse that you and you know you you get from the parents, and the parents ain't really you know they're not as educated. They really can't help you with your schoolwork, or if they do help you with your schoolwork, they want to beat you while you're doing your schoolwork. Like it was all fear based. It wasn't like there was no love in it. There was no compassion. In it. There was no bonding in it. And the crazy thing is as I was sitting and listening to these two women talk about it and I was, I was reflecting back on my childhood and realizing that I literally had to parent myself. And it brought me back to two things. One, a lot of women have children that they did not want. And I'm going to say that again. A lot of women had children they did not want. And like I said, I always, <clears throat> excuse me, I always felt like my mother resented me because she would say things like, oh, you're stupid like your father. 
And you think that those things don't stick. You think that the kids don't really, trust me, they never forget it. They never forget it. What happens is a lot of women, they get into these situationships because a lot of them are not relationships. And I'm going to be open, honest, and transparent about this because when I started asking questions and when I got to that point in my life where I wanted to know certain things and why things was the way it was, I sat and I had a conversation with my dad and my dad was more open and willing to discuss and answer whatever questions that I had. My mother wasn't. She wouldn't tell me anything. She was very angry. She was very passive aggressive. She was very cold. She was very aggressive. So why, what kind of conversation are we having? You know, she wasn't, she wasn't capable because of the narcissistic tendencies. She was not capable because of the shame, because of the hurt, because of the pain and everything that she endured in her life. She wasn't able and capable to be the mother that I needed her to be. And so I had to learn a lot on my own. You know, I became a teenage mom at 15. I had my first child. But I realized in in just listening to these conversations today that a lot of women end up in situations and they have children that they didn't really want, that men, the men that they dealt with in, in whatever capacity wasn't capable of taking care of their children. So they end up not only resenting the man for leaving them or for whatever the situation was, but they resent the children. They don't like the children. The, the children remind them of the father, either the way they walk, the way they talk, the way they look. It's something. They just don't click. And that's all mothers don't click with their children. And then on the flip side, you have a lot of these men. You say, well, who's, who's raising these men? If the father is not in the home, who's raising the men? These toxic, unhealthy women. So these men can't help but turn out to be narcissists. And this is why we continue to see these vicious cycles and these, these vicious patterns of abuse. And we don't even realize it's abuse, but it is. And a lot of people don't want to, to um, talk about it or they don't want to put it in that context because it doesn't, you know, it, well, it doesn't seem right or, or it's uncomfortable. And I love my kids. You know, I love my kids with everything, despite who their father is. But I'll tell you this, when I found out that I was pregnant with my oldest daughter, like I said, I was 15 when I had her going on 16. But I told him, he told me, as a matter of fact, that I was pregnant. And I was like, what? He was like, yeah, don't you realize that, you know, don't you see that you're eating habits? Like he was more aware than I was. And I'm like, oh, I went to the doctor and by the time I found out that I was pregnant with my oldest daughter, I was already like four or five months. I had no stomach. I had no signs. I had no symptoms. I had nothing, nothing. Listen, nothing. When I say nothing, nothing. I I can pictures, no stomach, no nothing. I was so tiny. It wasn't until I got towards the end of the pregnancy that that's when I got a little bit bigger. But for the most of my pregnancy, I wasn't even showing. He he cried. He cried and said, oh, you know, I want to, you know, let's have this baby. I want to have this baby and I'm going to be a better father than my dad was. You know, the whole illusion, the whole dream of, you know, we're going to be together and he's going to do what he got to do. He's going to get it together because, you know, he was in the streets. 
and you know, oh, I want family, I want you know that whole and that man, when I tell you, that man was non-existent. He was a non-factor in her life. Non-existent. He didn't help me, did bare minimum. I could barely find him half of the time. Half of the time he was in and out of the in and out of jail. He was just here, there, everywhere. And his child was nowhere near a, a, a thought in his mind. You know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, a lot of women, we won't admit and say, you know, like I said, I love my kids. I love my kids with everything. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of angry and bitter and toxic women out here. And my mother was one of them. And because of that, you know, it, it, it caused a problem, especially with my mom and my dad. Because my father traveled a lot. My father was in the military. He would come and go, um, you know, whenever whenever he got a chance to get to New York City, uh, he would come and he, he would try to spend time with me or pick me up. And every time, every time my father tried to pick me up and spend some time with me, my mother tried to fight with him. My mother caused the argument. My mother would curse him out. My mother always had something nasty to say, always had something negative to say. I mean, it was like clockwork. It was like clockwork. And then because I saw that dynamic, when I became a mother, I don't argue. They'll tell you if I don't argue. I, I never, I was never one of those argumentative quote unquote baby mothers. Never. And if I had to argue with you, it's because you pushed me to that point. And I've always been that way. I said, oh, you want to take your daughter? Go. Bye. I was never an argumentative woman. Because if you want to be a part of your child's life, let it be about the child and keep it moving. Me and you, we ain't got nothing to talk about. And so because of that dynamic, it conditioned me to tolerate the nonsense that I was in. Do you see where the, this all plays into? Just seeing those dynamics and that unhealthy way of, of living and, and just be dynamics and relationships. For me now, when I got into relationships, I did not argue. I did not speak up. I, did, I, lo I lost my, my voice in certain aspects. Just trying to keep the peace, just trying not to be confrontational, just not, you know, trying not to be uh, a problem or argumentative. Okay, it is what it is. And, and you know, let it be. So it, it just plays into so much about how people parent and how they, you know, the kids grew up seeing this. And that's why I posted on, on my TikTok, you know, that your children are watching. And a lot of times people don't take into consideration that your children are watching and they are learning and forming their own ideas and patterns and thought processes and just all of that is shaping who your children will become. What they will do, what they won't do, what they'll tolerate, what they won't tolerate. All of that is forming your children into who they will become. And this is why when we get into relationships, when we get older, it's so dysfunctional. And you see now you have a, a, a society of, of narcissists. And it's just, it's just never ending. And it's not until you decide to break that 
and, and start to have these conversations and talk about it and say, listen, you know, it is what it is. Let, let's talk about it. Let's get to the root of the problem so that we can heal. Let's fix this. But a lot of people are not willing to sit down and have these tough conversations and be real about it. You know, you 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 get into these situations where you just kind of sit and want to hold your head in shame and you want to hide and lie. And, you know, you got secret children or you got, uh, it's just a lot. It's just a lot to unpack and process. And it wasn't until when I went to therapy that I really started to understand the dynamics of, of how I ended up in this very toxic and unhealthy situation with a narcissist. Because I wanted the illusion of family. Because, okay, uh, my oldest daughter, you know, I never lived with her dad. And then when I had my other daughter, you know, the, he was in the home, but he wasn't really in the home, if you get what I'm saying. It's a difference between having a man in the house and having a man of the house. My kid's father uh, was a man in the house, well, in and out the house, because he liked to come and go whenever he felt like it. And I didn't argue. I let him be. Okay, cool. You know, if if being out in the street and being with, you know, Sally, Mary, Jane, Jessica, Kim, and whoever else was your priority, then then let it be. You know what I'm saying? I didn't argue with him. I just left him to do the dumb shit that he was doing. And in turn, like I said, the narcissist, you know, he neglected me, neglected his children, neglected his home. He he just didn't care. He could care less what was going on in the home because he wasn't about family. He wasn't about home. But again, he was traumatized and he was abused as a kid, uh, beaten by his father and neglected and, and, and left with no attention from the mother. And, and, and you know, it's, here goes the cycle again. So there forms a trauma bond. And like I said, in, in my, in my TikTok, I was like, you know, uh, you know, I had to, I had to leave. I, I had to be the one to break that cycle because it was just, I was overwhelmed. My kids was overwhelmed. It was just too much. And you're talking to this person and trying to get them to reason and trying to understand. And they just don't care. They just don't give a shit. Because they're too hurt, they're too broken, and nobody want to sit down and have these real conversations. So here you go with the society of children growing up to become adults who are broken, narcissistic tendencies, unhealed, getting into these dysfunctional relationships, creating more children. You see how that works? I just, I really had to sit and reflect today. And I'm, and I'm not saying there's no, there's no perfect parent. There's no rule book to this, but deep down, it all boils down to the fact that a lot of these women have kids that they did not want, but because of society, because of the norms, because we don't want to be honest and open and transparent. And say, because it'll make us look bad. Like we don't. I love my kids. Like I, I don't. I don't regret my kids at all. I love my kids from the top of their head to the bottom of their toes, each and every one of them. But my kids were not planned. Mo, who, who planned it? Nobody planned it. We didn't. We didn't sit down and have this conversation. We didn't talk about having no baby. We just planned it. It, it just happened. And you just roll with the punches and you deal with it. 
just like life. You just, whatever comes at you, you just deal with it. I always looked at my kids like a blessing. I always knew that I didn't want to be an old mother. I wanted to have my kids young and get them out the way. And thank God I did. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I, I, I wish that they had different fathers. That's the only thing. That's my only regret. I, I regret who their father is. Because just like my oldest daughter, her dad cried when I got pregnant with my daughter. To be honest with you, I wasn't even with her father. I found out we broke up because, you know, of course, he did God knows what. And we had, I remember we broke up. And I found out after he took his stuff and left and went. And that should have been a, that should have been a red flag. Like, honestly speaking, that should have been a red flag to me because we broke up and he went back to his son's mother. And it didn't make sense why she would allow him back in. But that's a whole other podcast. But he went back to his son's mother and we weren't together. He really wasn't there for me throughout my whole pregnancy. He moved, quote unquote, well, he moved back in when I was close to having either, yeah, he, no, he moved back in after I had my daughter because I remember going into labor and he found his way to my, to either to my best friend's house or he found his way to the hospital and it is what it is. And, and, and that's what it was. We weren't even together. And I, and, and, and I kid you not just, just this, in this instance, and just in this moment, it hit me that that should have been my red flag. Trust me, I would have saved myself over 20 years of agony if I would have left him then and never looked back. Because I remember when I, I found out that I was pregnant with my daughter and I told him, he says, well, well, well we're not together. You don't, you don't want to be with me. Well, what you want to have my baby for? And you know, I'm young, but at the end of the day, I was finished school. I was working. I had my own place. I was stable. I was stable. I had my shit together. He didn't have his shit together. You see what I'm saying? He didn't have his shit together. That should have been another red flag. Like I said, I ignored all the goddamn red flags. But it just, you know, we just don't have those conversations. We have these babies and we just go with the flow and let life happen. And then, you know, we just worry about the repercussions and the after effects afterwards. Afterwards. And these men, they leave you stuck with a baby. And they go off and they live their life like it's nothing. And a lot of women become angry. They become resentful. They become bitter. Not because of the child, but because of the circumstances. Because a lot of these men will lie. They will tell you how much they love you, how much they want you, how much they won't treat you this way, how they're different, how they're not like all the other guys. And they are damn near, they're, they're literally worse. They are worse. Trust me, they are worse. Like I said, I should have paid attention to all the red flags, but I didn't. I was unaware. I'm going to be honest. I was completely unaware about all these damn red flags. But 
it is what it is. The past is the past. I am now in a different space in my life. And because I went through all of that, I could see things completely differently and different. And I understand things in a different way. And now I, I can sit and evaluate and process everything. And I, I understand exactly where all of this shit comes from. And it comes from the childhood dynamics. But until we are ready to have these conversations, up to this day, my mother still won't talk about certain things when it comes to life, men, her decisions, the choices that she made, the things, nothing. She won't talk about it. If I ask her anything about my father, she gets angry. I mean, like angry to the point where like she'll leave out the room. She refuses. So I had to draw my own conclusions. And I had to not just take my father's word for it, but I had I had to just really like give him more credit and give him more weight because at least he was able to sit and have that conversation with me. My mother refuses to have that conversation with me. Maybe she can't. Maybe she's not capable. Maybe she don't want me to see her in that light. But she damn for sure didn't paint a prettier picture. So I have to say all of this to say is. We women have to do a lot better. We are we have created a generation or generations of unstable creatures. I allow my daughters to speak openly, freely, to tell me exactly what is going on, what they're going through. I let them stay home. If they say, Mom, today is not a good day, I just want to stay home in my bed. I let them stay home. I give them a space. I sit down with them. I talk to them. I answer questions. They can call me or text me at any time. I always leave my door open for them to talk to me about every and anything. I am an open book with my children and I keep it raw. I keep it real. And I say authentic because who else are they going to get the truth from? Who else are they going to hear it from? Because if they don't hear it from me, they're going to learn it from somewhere, anywhere. And who is a better teacher than their mother who has experienced damn near everything? Life is your, when I tell you that life will teach you some things that no textbook will ever be able to teach you. So this is why I speak so adamantly about topics and certain things. And I'm just, I just express it. And I I say the things that people are afraid to say. And I'm unapologetic about it. But sometimes these hard conversations has to be had. Accountability has to, you have to hold yourself accountable. You have to be willing to say, you know what? I'm not perfect. I made mistakes. And not be ashamed and not be afraid and not feel like you're going to, and not be judged. Shit, I don't care what nobody think about me. I don't care what anybody say. Because at the end of the day, show me a perfect person and I'll show you a million liars. Exactly. So, 
I just needed to bring that message to you guys today. Um, it's not easy breaking generational curses. It's not easy being open and honest and transparent. But these are conversations that has to be had in order for growth to take place, in order for understanding, in order for clarity. Uh, it, it helps with communication. It gives you an idea and a sense of where you have been, what you have done. And we all, nobody's perfect. We have all done some things that we are not proud of. But we're human. Where, we, where's the humility? If you want better, you have to do better. Wishing you nothing but love and light. Stay blessed.